Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guest today is Donna Maturo McAleer, and she is the executive director of the Bicycle Collective, something that uh, I just learned more about in the last little while, and I think it's so cool, and I can't wait to ask you all about it. Thank you for being on the show. Well, thanks for inviting me, Mike. I'm excited to be here. Tell me about the beginnings of the Bicycle Collective. Whose idea was it? Because I think it's a brilliant idea, the way it all works together. And when was it started, and, and why? So the Bicycle Collective was actually started in Salt Lake, Um, in 2002. Okay. And it was a group of four or five friends and bicycle enthusiasts who found a couple of kids' bikes in a dumpster and pulled them out and decided, hey, there's not a whole lot wrong with these bikes. The tires need to be filled and maybe the chains need to be changed and greased, but there are definitely some kids who could use these bikes. And that was really the founding and the genesis of it in somebody's garage. And now, 21 years later, we are a statewide nonprofit with operations in Salt Lake, Ogden, Provo, and St. George. Um, We, in our lifespan of 21 years, have received more than 40,000 bicycles as donations. Um, And we have, on an annual basis, we give away about 1,500 bikes a year. And then I also, I wasn't aware of this, you actually sell bikes too. We have four shops across the state where we sell upcycled and refurbished. We also have do-it-yourself benches where anybody could come in and rent bench space and tools time from us to work on their own bike. We have staff mechanics standing by to help guide you through your own bicycle project. So we are a great place to come and look if you're looking for an affordable bike, looking for a kid's bike, thinking about a commuter bike, maybe wanting to try a new discipline in biking. And the beauty of this is this keeps all of those bikes from going to landfills. And those bikes you sell, you put all that money right back into refurbishing more bikes. And that's exactly right, Mike. Um, We, in 2022, we gave away 1,522 bikes to newly arrived refugees, people coming out of substance abuse, low-income families, people experiencing housing insecurity and children. And we recycled 73 tons of material, um, four tons of rubber and 69 tons or a little bit more of steel and aluminum. And you mentioned some of the people that you target to give these bikes to. Who who qualifies to get a, a donated bike? So we work with more than 60 community partners throughout Utah from the International Rescue Committee, Catholic Community Services, LDS Humanitarian, Boys and Girls Clubs, Volunteers of America, Fortitude, First Step House, Neighborhood House. Um, We get referrals from those organizations of people who are in need of self-reliant transportation and independent mobility. 
um, and they're referred to us, and that's how they get that bike. We also have a program for individuals who may not be working with one of those organizations and have a case manager that they, and if they could, can't afford a bike at a reasonable cost, they can volunteer with us for six hours and they can earn a bike. Oh, I love that. You've really thought of everything over 21 years from just finding a couple of bikes in a dumpster. Talk a little bit about your background. Um, You've got an interesting background. And how did you end up at the Bicycle Collective? So I have a background in organizational leadership and management from both the public and nonprofit sectors. I started out as a army officer and from there went into the corporate sector. I was an athlete for a little while and then I got into nonprofit. And what I really love about nonprofit is being able to have a meaningful and measurable impact, be it in a community or with a certain group of people or individuals. And I, for me, the Bicycle Collective was really an intersection of my passions around being outside, Mm -hmm. being active. I'm a recreational cyclist. Um, Recycling environmental stewardship and promoting healthy lifestyle. And that's that's why I got involved with the Bicycle Collective, um, is wanting to have that meaningful and measurable impact in our state. And we do that by having an impact not only with the individuals who are now riding bikes as their primary or maybe their only means of transportation, but that's all the more cars that we have that are not on the road contributing to poor air quality. And when you when you ride a bike, as you likely know, right, you interact with the surroundings a little bit differently than you would when you're in a car. Oh, yeah. Right? So, yeah, so we're all about that promoting that healthy lifestyle and providing what a bike does is it provides transportation equity to people. As, as you know, and I'm sure all of our listeners know, that transportation is a formidable barrier to economic mobility and basically access to just about everything associated with upward mobility and economic progress, be that job, quality food, goods at a reasonable price, health care and schooling, relies on the ability to get around in an efficient way and at an affordable price. So you mentioned that you sell bikes and that money goes right back into refurbishing more bikes, but where else uh, does your funding come from? So our funding, we earn about 60 to 70 percent of our revenue from our community bike shops and our omni-channel sales. And by that, I mean we have a big presence online that we are continuing to grow. Our retail shops right, are available for anybody who's in the community and can stop by, right? But our online shop breaks down those geographic barriers and enables anybody looking for parts, components, accessories, and or bikes to purchase them from us. So we earn about 60 to 70% of our income, 
And then the other 30 to 40 percent comes from fundraising and philanthropy. That's wonderful that the the fundraising isn't the biggest chunk of your your income. That makes it very sustainable. Um, Correct. And we're, we're, we're really working on that, Mike, to reduce our reliance on charitable giving, right? Because it's not that people don't want to give, but that tends to be inconsistent and it's not necessarily a durable revenue stream. And so the more we can earn through our operations, um, that puts us in a much stronger position. We also do bike valet for events, um, be those whether they're city events such as Art Fest or Brew Festivals, um, is, is another stream of income uh-huh. for us. Where do the bikes come from? Do you have you know major donors? I would imagine you'll just take a single bike if somebody's done with it. Correct. It goes from single bike to multiple bikes to um, many bikes. So <laughs> we have we we have people who do bike drives for us. A lot of um, scouting projects. Uh, we have individuals who donate bikes. So our bikes come from mainly individuals. Whether it's people who have outgrown, no longer riding, kids have left, or people looking, people that are upgrading, maybe they got a new bike and they don't want their old bike. We also work with a lot of the police departments in UTA. They're, unfortunately, as you know, bikes are a frequently stolen item in Utah, which is why we encourage everybody to, at a minimum, use a U-lock, not a cable lock. While it won't prevent all thefts, a U-lock is much harder to get off than a cable lock. Um, So we get bikes from numerous sources. You mentioned you have locations in uh, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Provo, and St. George. Are the people that work in those shops, are those uh, are they paid employees, volunteers, kind yes. of a mix of both? Well, we have both. We have paid employees, both full-time and part-time employees, and we have a huge cadre of volunteers. Volunteers really are the lifeblood of our organization and really enable us to be able to carry out our charitable and our humanitarian mission of giving those bikes to people in need. So we have a, about a mix of about 27 employees between our four shops and more than 500 oh, wow. volunteers and more than 500 volunteers throughout the state. I'm on your website right now and I'm looking at this beautiful picture of the Bicycle Collective Hub. Talk a little bit about that. That looks amazing. Oh, thanks so much. We are super excited. We are in the process of constructing our new hub and headquarters at 900 South 325 West in Salt Lake City. Um, This facility is going to really enable us to expand our impact throughout the state. Um, What's transformative about this project for us is it will put all our operations under one roof. Our um, our shop, our do-it-yourself space, our mechanic space, our storage of bikes that come in for donations that are work in progress. It's going to enable us to have sales, service, education, and volunteering going on at one all simultaneously. Right now, due to capacity constraints, we can only have one program at a time. Uh-huh. Well, it's a beautiful building. Is, has ground been broken on it? Is it underway? 
construction is underway. Oh, that's great. Um, the footings have all been poured. Um, we will start going vertical maybe in the next two weeks. As you can imagine, we've had a, a few weather delays, but oh, construction yeah. is in progress, and we're we're hoping to be able to finish that by the fall. That's well, a beautiful building. I can't wait to see it in person. The really cool thing about this um, building is it really is the first um, community-designed bike shop in the country. Um, it's the highest-functioning community bike shop that's been designed to date. We are speaking with Donna Maturo McAleer. She is executive director of the Bicycle Collective and their website, bicyclecollective.org. And you also, in addition to bikes, you sell other accessories and parts, just like a regular bike shop would. We we do, Mike. We have um, a huge inventory of um, pre-owned parts. We have a lot of people who are bike enthusiasts and want to come in, and then maybe they want to tinker or change out some handlebars or crank sets um, that can find those parts in our shop, and then they can do it in our shop. We do sell some new accessories. New accessories tend to be things like helmets and lights and panniers, um, safety pieces that go on the back of bikes. So we, we have a whole mix of things. And I see that you have Bicycle Collective t-shirts. I love that. We do have <laughs> Bicycle Collective merch. We have t-shirts. We've got hats. We've got water bottles. We've got stickers. So, right, everybody's got to have a little merch there. So you, uh, like any nonprofit, of course, the very best thing to help is a financial donation. Um, you you offer a membership. Um What's, what's different about a membership as opposed to somebody just making a donation? So somebody making a donation is, says they believe in our mission and is willing to support us directly, which we love. A membership, which is also a source of income for us, is really kind of geared towards those individuals who like to work and tinker on their bike. So if you buy a membership, you get unlimited bench space and time in our shop. So it's another way of creating community involvement. Um, so that's the benefit of a membership. Um, but that's not to say people who don't live here don't purchase memberships, right? A lot oh. of times, I mean, if you think about being a member kind of of any nonprofit, it is a form of financial contribution. Yeah. Just the membership, the membership enables you to come into any of our shops when we're open and use our best space and tools without a charge for renting that. That's fantastic. And an individual membership, still $100? Yes. And family membership, $150. That, for someone who's an avid biker, that is such a small price to pay to have access to all of that wonderful stuff. Exactly. And and you get access to our mechanics, too, to ask questions or to get help on maybe – something you know maybe you're you're changing the bearings in a bottom bracket and you're not quite sure of what tools you need well we have them in the shop and you have something every year called the bike prom tell us about that (laughs) bike prom is our annual celebration of biking um we we were able to bring bike prom back in 2022 we had more than 500 cyclists and one skateboarder <laughs> riding through the streets of salt lake um it's a celebration of just cycling we have a police escort and we do about a three to five mile ride through the city streets in a family 
at a family-friendly pace. And then we gather at a location and have a big blowout party. Uh, Last year, the Front Climbing Gym was really gracious in hosting the party for us. They have a phenomenal facility um, that was really conducive to an outdoor party with a DJ and food truck. So it is our our one fundraising event a year, and people dress up in anything from costumes to prom gear. The only <laughs> the only condition is you have to wear something. You can't wear nothing. <laughs> and and Provo is not the place I would have guessed that this other thing that you do happens every Monday night. It's called WTF, and it's not what you think. It stands for Women, Trans, and Femme Night. It's every Monday, or every, yeah, every Monday night from six to eight in your Provo location. How did that start, and how popular is it? Well, so we have WTF programs in um, Provo, Salt Lake, and Ogden. Oh, okay. It's really geared towards anybody who doesn't, women and anybody who doesn't identify on a gender binary spectrum. Our intent is to be inclusive. Traditionally, like most professions, um, bike mechanics has been dominated mostly by men. Sure. And sometimes it's intimidating for people to come in and ask maybe a basic question of, you know, how do how do I change out how do I change out my chain or how do I lubricate my bicycle chain or my disc brakes are squeaking and this is this is a inclusive environment where we share knowledge of people can work on bikes on you know in in an environment that is conducive to that without without the fear of feeling um, intimidated or somebody grabbing the wrench from you because you're holding it wrong. <laughs> I love that. I think that is so wonderful that you do that. I I just, when I saw it on your website, I thought, that's happening in Provo? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very popular. It's very popular in Provo. It's popular at all our shops. So, um, you know, we do it at different nights of the week in Salt Lake. We do it on Wednesdays. Um, it's escaping me. I think in Ogden we do it once a month. So it is a program that we're continuing to grow and, again, encourage anybody who who wants to come and learn about bikes um, to do so. And I should have mentioned right off the beginning that the website is bicyclecollective.org, and it is so user-friendly. There's a locations tab so you can find the shop that's closest to you, and there's information about all the different things you do. Um, there's a volunteer tab there as well. So everything that uh, you want to know about the Bicycle Collective is at bicyclecollective.org. Our intent is to make it as user-friendly as possible and that it's organized in the way with a, a potential customer in mind. Um, looking at what finding a location that's close to you, but also listing the hours we're open we, we have some different hours. Just be, given the number of bikes that we get in, we do about two days of administrative work a week, which means the bike shop is open mostly Wednesday through Saturday noon to 6. So I just encourage people to look at that. Um, encourage people to, if they're looking for a bike, search Search on our website. You might just find, you know, something you're looking for or a unicorn or a real gem out there. And I I see that you have an official bike shop dog named Abby. Where do we meet Abby? Which location? (laughs) 
Abby is based out of our Salt Lake shop. Okay. All right. It's a good-looking dog. So the Bike Collective is about 21 years old. Where do you see it going other than this beautiful new building over the next, say, 10 years? What do you, what do you want to accomplish in 10 years that maybe you're not doing now? So as, as we look longer term um, for the Bicycle Collective, we'd like to become, our goal is to become really the leading national resource for the underserved community. Um, what does that look like? That looks like us potentially expanding in Utah and beyond. There are other bicycle collectives or cooperatives or projects around the country, but we're not affiliated with each other. We kind of all do our own thing. Hmm. Um, We would like to open up a few more locations in Utah, given the need and the demand and where our current locations are. Right now, that's not the most fiscally responsible thing for us to do. We really want to concentrate on the locations we're at. We're looking for a new location in Provo as we've really outgrown that um that site and we're likely going to be looking for a new location in st george since the washington county transportation and infrastructure plans have a new four-lane road going through our current shop oh. so kind of those, we, we have a couple of longer term um building projects that will likely take place but if we can continue to expand um, our awareness online and become that leading resource. And, you know, think about how you and I shop today, right? If we're looking for something, chances are we Google it, mm-hmm. right? And go go see who's got what, what's, what's in close proximity, what's the best price. Well, we want to be the, you know, bike part provider of choice there. So um, hopefully people, when they're looking for things, you know, we don't, everything, we don't need everything to be new all the time. True. We can, we can really reuse so much of, of so many bike parts and bikes. So I just encourage people as you're thinking, especially if you're thinking about getting into biking for the first time, or maybe you're looking at getting into a new discipline, or you're looking for a commuter bike, check out Bicycle Collective. We may have what what you're looking for at an affordable price. It's wonderful what you're doing. I'm just thinking like the natural kind of expansion. I, I could see one in Park City and Moab. That probably would make a lot of sense. Well, I think, you know, kind of demographically, you know, what we're, we're kind of thinking of that the whole west side of Salt Lake is, I mean, we, we get a lot of um, customers from west side and a lot of demand for our educational programs. That makes sense. Um, some Summit in Wasatch County makes sense. Um, kind of Cache County, right? There's, oh, yeah. We, we've got, we've got to, I mean, it's, it's not inexpensive to run a business or <laughs> even a nonprofit operation. I mean, remember, we're trying to attract people. We want to be an employer of choice. So we, and, and we want to employ great mechanics who not only, who have both a breadth of knowledge and a depth of knowledge. Um, our mechanics have been work on bikes that are 10, 20, 30 years old, right? So they have this incredible knowledge of components. So we want to be very thoughtful about where we expand. Can we sustain it through, you know, revenue generation, right? We, yeah. we again, we don't want to be reliant on 
philanthropy. Um, I think there will always be a portion of our revenue that has to be raised, but we really do want to become self-sustaining, and that requires being fiscally responsible. We provide health care for all our full Um and again, we want to not only attract, but we want to retain great employees. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful what you're doing. I think someday we'll see them all across the state and maybe all across the region. Um, thank you so much for your time. Again, the Thanks. the website is bicyclecollective.org, and Donna Maturo McAleer is the executive director. Thank you so much for what you're doing in our community. Well, thank you. It takes a whole team to do it. We have an amazing team of staff members and board members and volunteers, as well as donors and foundations who contribute to our organization. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com. 